Luke chapter 7. Let's read from verse 36. Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. So as we read, let's, let's, let's remember what we read. Luke chapter 7, verse 36. Then one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him, and he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to him saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him. For she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, the Pharisee said, teacher, say it. Verse 41, there was a credit, certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 50, sorry, 500 denarii and the other 50 denarii. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me therefore, which of them will love him more? The Pharisee Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And Jesus said to him, you have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, said to the Pharisee, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she was washed. She has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, Who is this? Who even forgives sins? Then he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now we read a scripture portion where scripture talks about an incident that took place when Jesus was ministering on the face of this earth. You know, when Jesus was ministering, Jesus was approached by many different people. People of all kinds, you know, they came to Jesus, they approached Jesus for various reasons. 
group of people, they came to Jesus for healing. There are a group of people, they came to Jesus because, you know, they were going through a difficult time in their lives and they came to Jesus asking for help. There are people, they were following Jesus because simply Jesus asked them to follow him and they followed or they wanted to follow Jesus and for that reason they followed. And there were people like Pharisees and Sadducees, they were following Lord God because they wanted to find fault with Lord's teaching. So there are many different reasons why people followed Lord Jesus Christ when he was living on the face of this earth. You know, that's true even today. Even today, people follow Lord Jesus for almost the same purposes, same reasons. People follow Jesus because they think that you know, they can get some help from him. They think that, you know, if we follow, probably, you know, we receive blessings in our lives. People follow Jesus because they want to get healed from their sicknesses. And once they get healed, they continue to follow Lord Jesus. There are people who follow Lord Jesus today because, you know, they, they were not following Lord God. They were following some other God or goddesses. And now, fine morning, they came to know that Jesus is a living God. And they started following Lord Jesus since then. People follow Lord, Lord Jesus for many different reasons. Today, even people follow, they, don't, they are not really Christians, but they belong to other religions, but they follow Lord Jesus because they like his teachings. There are various reasons people follow Lord Jesus. And here we see a Pharisee by name Simon. He followed Lord Jesus very closely and looks like they became friends. The Pharisee and Jesus... Pharisee invited Jesus to his house for dinner. And Jesus went to his house to eat with him. And he sat down to eat at the house of, house of the Pharisee. And suddenly a woman came running there. And the whole city knew that she was a sinner. And that woman came running to Jesus. Because she came to know that Jesus is there in the Pharisee's house. And she came with an alabaster flask of oil, fragrance, fragrant oil. So she came running with that. And she was just standing behind and she was crying. She was weeping. And Jesus saw this woman standing. And the Pharisee also saw this woman standing. And Pharisee has no idea why she came into my house. Because she's a woman who is considered as totally wicked, evil in the city. And she slowly came to Lord Jesus Christ, sat down at the feet of Lord Jesus. I want you to imagine the situation. Sat down at the feet of Lord Jesus. And she was already weeping. And she started crying. And she started wetting his feet. With her tears. And she started wiping his feet with her hair. And she started kissing her feet, kissing his feet, and started anointing his feet with the fragrant oil. Jesus did not refuse that. And Pharisee, he knew that he is a prophet. And being a prophet, can't he know that she's an evil woman, she's a sinner? Why Jesus is allowing this woman to touch him 
You know, that was a question in the mind of Pharisee. And Jesus knew that in his spirit, that this is what Pharisee is thinking. You know, Jesus knows even what we think. And the moment he thought about that, what she's thinking, Jesus spoke a parable, and that's the parable that we read. There are two debtors for a creditor. And one debtor, he borrowed 500 denarii. And the other debtor borrowed 50 denarii. And they, were, they couldn't pay that money back. And the creditor called both of the debtors and said, I'm forgiving you, you don't need to pay me anything. The question that Jesus asked now, whom do you think is going to love him more? Which of them will love him more? The question was asked to Simon the Pharisee. And Simon correctly said, to whom much was, more was forgiven. To whom more was forgiven, he is going to love the creditor more. Because he couldn't pay 500 denarii and he forgave all 500. The other person borrowed only 50. But to whom 500 was forgiven, he is going to love the creditor more. And Jesus said, you rightly said. And now, Jesus turned to this woman. And as Jesus was looking at this woman, he was talking to Simon. And this is what Jesus said. Don't you notice this woman? Since the time I entered into this house, you did not give me any water. But she was washing my feet with her tears. It was a custom there to give water, to wash feet, wash the feet. But Simon, somehow, he did not even give water to Jesus to wash. But this woman was washing his feet with tears. And he said, you gave no kiss, but this woman has not ceased kissing me, my feet, since I came in. You did not anoint me, my head, with oil, but this woman is anointing my feet with that fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, which are many, her sins are many, those sins are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. I came to this world to forgive the sins that she did in her life. And she knew that very well. And since her sins were huge, and now I'm going to forgive her, that's the reason she is loving me more. Well, that makes sense. Then Jesus looked at her your son, and said, your sins are forgiven. And finally Jesus said, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. You know, this is a summary of the story. And how do we relate that parable to what Jesus is doing here? And I assume that creditor is Lord Jesus Christ who is sitting there. And there are two debtors, what of God talks about. One debtor, he owes he 500 denarii and the other debtor owes 500 denarii. The 500 denarii, somebody who owes the 500 denarii is that woman. And the debtor who owes only 50 denarii may be Simon, the one who less 
one who loved less. And the depth we are talking about is Jesus was talking about money. And here the depth that we are talking about is as a sinner sitting there, the sins, the penalty for the sin is the depth. You know, we are indebted to God because of our sins. We cannot pay back anything to God and ask God to forgive. You know, if that is possible, probably we don't need to follow Jesus Christ today. We can pay money somewhere and, and you know, get our sins forgiven. The reason why we follow Jesus is because only Jesus' blood can forgive our sins. You know, if somebody can forgive our sins, you know, we can go and tell all our sins and ask them to forgive. But nobody is given authority to forgive sins. Only the blood which is shed at the cross can forgive our sins. And Jesus, the Lamb of God, is sitting right there. And he has given authority to forgive sins. In many occasions, Jesus said, I said so because you need to know that I am given authority to forgive sins. After the crucifixion and the resurrection, the blood is able to cleanse us from all our sins. You know, now here we see the women sitting there. There are a couple of similarities I just want to highlight today. You know, we talked about a creditor and a debtor. Both were debtors. And both of them had nothing to pay. And finally, the creditor forgave both of them. But there are certain differences, there are certain contrasts. One word, 500 denarii, and the other word, only 50 denarii. One word, much, and one word, less. And here we see Pharisees sitting there, and the sinful women sitting there. Pharisees are always self-righteous people. You know, they live in their self-righteousness. Jesus, most of the time, you know, Jesus was targeting and he was just pounding on Pharisees because Jesus knows what they think. Their thinking was not right. Their attitude was not right. Always. They were always trying to find fault in somebody. Both are sinners. One is a sinner within and one is a sinner outside. But they are doing different kinds of sins. And one was forgiven much, the other one was forgiven less. One who owns 500 denarii was forgiven much. One who owns 50 denarii was forgiven less. We're talking about some, some contrast. And one sitting at the feet was humble. One sitting at the table is proud. The one who was sitting and washing the feet loved Jesus much. The one who was sitting at the table, the Pharisee, he also loved Jesus. That's the reason he invited him into his house. But one loved little and one loved more. You know, look at the contrast. You know, that's true even in our lives too. People who follow Jesus, some people, they love Jesus. And some, people, some other people, even they love Jesus. But the amount of love that we give to Jesus varies you know this evening a couple of observations i just want to make from this parable and the incident that is taking place there you know i just want you to think about pharisee the moment that woman walked into that house pharisee thought she is a sinner 
how she can walk into my house. You know, at times that what happens in this world, people, you know, they differentiate. They make distinction. Men make distinction. But God does not make distinction. Man try to separate sinner and godly. But God does not do that. In the eyes of men, you know, one was found righteous and the other was a sinner. That's the reason Pharisees said, how come this sinner is touching the feet of Jesus? He was finding himself as righteous and the other woman as sinful. But in the eyes of God, both were sinners. One was self-righteous. You know, one was not right in his attitudes, but the other, was, other one was evil, not living in the right life, probably. You know, today in this world, different people have different sins. You know, all of us struggle with various things. And none of us are perfect. We all struggle with various things. The sin, the, the sin that you may be struggling with may not be my problem. But the sin that I'm trying to, I, I, you know, I'm struggling with may not be your issue. But we all struggle in this world. But at times, you know, as human, we try to judge, saying that, oh, I'm a godly person, somebody else is a sinner. You know, I'm following God very closely, but that person, no, he doesn't follow God that closely. You know, sometimes we judge people. We tend to judge, you know, look at some of the Facebook posts, and we try to judge people. Oh, no, she should not have gone there. I don't know why she went there. He would not have done this. Why he did that? She should not have posted this song. Why he posted this song? We judge people by looking at the outward appearance. But this lesson tells us, teaches me that his, her problem was living in that sinful living life. But Pharisee's problem was living in his proud. In the eyes of God, both are sinful. Both are sinful. You know, that's the reason scripture says, God from heaven, he looked at man and he was trying to find at least one man who is righteous. And scripture says, God found how many? None. None. That tells me nobody is righteous. We are all sinners. I believe that's a lesson that word, word is teaching us this evening. When we try to differentiate people, you know, we get into trouble. When we point fingers to others, you know, we are in trouble. God is telling us, I look at everybody as sinners. Today you may be good, you may be doing good. You got up in the morning, you prayed, you read the word and you meditated and throughout the day you have not done any sin. Good. And what about tomorrow? Tomorrow we are again back into that sin. We fall down and we get up and come and ask God, Lord forgive me. And the moment we are forgiven, we are receive the forgiveness, we think that we are somewhere 
above everybody. No, that's not true. That's not true. That's the reason scripture says, someone is standing, nobody says stand, nobody say that, you know, I'm standing because of my strength. Let them say that I'm standing because of his grace. Because of his grace. You know, none of us can boast. None of us can, you know, say anything. It is all because of me. It is all, you know, it's all because I want to follow God. You know, that's the reason I'm able to do all this thing now. People look at that way, but God doesn't look at that way. Men may distinct, but God does not. Number two, none of us can repay what God paid. None of us can repay what God paid. You know, because our sins are so huge that we cannot do anything about it. 500 denarii somebody borrowed. He's not going to get that paid in his lifetime. Because it was a huge amount for him. He couldn't pay. Even forget that 500 denarii, 50 denarii somebody borrowed. Even that 50 denarii he is not able to pay. You know, we cannot pay for our sins because they are very huge. We want them to be forgiven. We want our sins to be forgiven because we cannot do anything else other than asking God to forgive our sins because they are so huge. The woman who came running and sitting at the feet of Jesus, she knew very well that she has committed so much sin in her life. All that she needs is forgiveness. Only one thing that she needs on the day is just forgiveness. Nothing else. The man who was sitting at the table, Simon, who couldn't realize that. Who was living in his self-righteousness. He was not at the thinking about forgiveness. He was not at all thinking about, he is in the very condemning mode. He is trying to say that you are a sinner. But Jesus came to this world. To save sinners like Simon. He was not aware of it. Number three. You know sometimes our sin may not be outwardly sin. Outward sin. Sometimes the sins may be inside. You know scripture is very clear. It talks about attitude of sinning. Sinful attitudes. I can give many examples, but I'll give one example. As Saul was, you know, Saul failed really in the sight of God. Saul was rejected as a king. Now David was worrying about Saul. Why such thing has happened to Saul? Why God rejected Saul? And God spoke to David, sorry, I'm sorry, Samuel was worrying about why God rejected Saul? And Samuel was you know, thinking about it and God spoke to Samuel. You know, you get ready with the anointing oil. Go to the place that I show you. Go and anoint somebody that I will lead you to. And Samuel came with an anointing oil and he finally walked into the house of Jesse. And he told, how many children do you have? Just ask them to come. And one by one, Samuel's, Jesse's children were coming to Samuel. And there came a man, huge, gigantic personality, 
He's very tall, very wide shoulder. And he came there and Samuel thought, oh, this is going to be the king. He is the king. And we read that in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. When Samuel thought that this is the man who is going to be a king, and this is what God spoke to Samuel, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Now, sins of attitude are as deadly as sins of action. You know, at times we see, you know, people going out and doing so and such and such a thing. They are sinners. But God is telling us, you sit inside the room, you sit inside the house, and you think in your heart, and your attitude is not right. Your sins are as deadly as somebody you consider as sinful. That's what Jesus is teaching there. And finally, you know, look at the whole thing. Jesus was expecting love. He was expecting love. To whom much is forgiven, he or she loves more. I want to read two scriptures again from Luke chapter 7, verses 37 and 38. You know, this gives you and me an idea how we need to love Jesus. How we need to love Jesus. You know, Simon invited Jesus to his house. Obviously, we, he loved him. Otherwise, he would not have invited him to his house. Simon invited Jesus. Jesus came to his house and Jesus was eating with Simon. Certainly, Simon loved Jesus. But the woman sitting there who was loving Jesus in her actions. And finally, Jesus appreciated that love. And that tells me today, you know, that's how probably you, need to, you and I need to love God. Verse 37 and 38. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil. Number one, she did. She brought the alabaster flask of fragrant oil. You know, that's a very expensive oil. Very, very expensive oil. You know, some of the, you know, commentators in the background says, she probably had to work one whole year to earn the money that is required to buy that oil. We're talking about how she loved God. So number one, she loved God by bringing the best to God. Can you imagine one year he, she worked hard to bring that oil, fragrant oil to Lord Jesus Christ? Now, probably God expects us to love him in that way. By our action. By giving our best to God. And second thing she did, she wept. You know, I believe Jesus was sitting there. moment she walked into that house, she started weeping. Why? Because of the presence of the Savior there. 
The Lamb of God is sitting there at that house. The moment she walked into that house, she couldn't control her emotions. She just wept. She started weeping. That tells me that she realized that she's a sinful woman. And she felt sorry for everything that she did in her life. We're talking about loving God. The loving God is the moment you walked into the presence of God. When we stand in the presence of God, we need to have an attitude of fear in the presence of God. And before even we worship, tell God, Lord, I am sorry for everything that I did. With this mouth, Lord, I spoke so many things, Lord. I don't want to praise you with this mouth. I'm sorry. An attitude of feeling sorry for what we did. She wept and she loved God. The third thing she did there, she washed her feet with tears. She washed her feet with tears. All that I can understand is, she just realized her unworthiness. All that she could touch in his body is probably the feet. She was just realizing how unworthy I am. You know, when we realize that, how unworthy I am, Lord, when I come and stand in your presence. When I kneel down to pray, Lord, I am not worthy. Remember the Pharisee and the tax collector? Both of them went into the temple of God to pray. And one was standing afar and saying that, Lord, I am not worthy. I am not worthy. Now, loving God, it means giving the best to him. Feeling sorry for what we do. And also feeling, realizing that how unworthy we are. And she wiped his feet with her hair. Wiped his feet with her hair. You know, hair is the glory of a woman. Right? You can think of a woman removing the complete hair. If we remove entire hair from her head, how she looks like. You know, we feel sorry for you know, those who are losing their hair because they go through chemotherapy and some, some, you know, some medication, some treatment. They lose their hair. Women doesn't want to lose her hair. It, it refers the glory that God has given to her. She came down and with her hair, she was just wiping the feet of Lord Jesus. She humbled enough to give glory to God. You know, she did not want to keep that glory for herself. Everything has happened in her life. Now it is a time to come back to God. I come back to God and I give all the glory to God. You know, I believe that is an attitude of worship too. That's an attitude of love that she is able to show to God. And she kissed his feet. Kissing is expression of love. She kissed her, his feet. That shows her love. We see love in action there. Lord God said, you shall love the, God, love the Lord God, Lord your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. God wants us to love Him. And when we love God, you know, God wants us to you know, love the way she loves God. Now think about on the day somebody was telling this illustration. Think about uh, in a house. The father comes evening from work. A little child, maybe of two, two and a half years, three years. 
When daddy comes from work, this little child will not go and stand in front of the daddy and ask, Daddy, how was your day? How was the work today? The child is not going to ask in that way. The moment the child sees the daddy, she or he will go and hug him and kiss him, you know, and show all the affection and cuddle there with him and show all the affection. Now, God wants us to do that. God doesn't want us to, you know, read a prayer or God doesn't want us to, you know, be very eloquent in our prayer. No, just God wants us to just love him. Just love him the way we want. You know, when we express that love, God is pleased. Here we see the woman who was just expressing her love towards Lord Jesus. God was pleased. And finally, she anointed the feet with the fragrant oil. A couple of things that came in my mind. Oil refers to dying to self. The way oil is extracted when the seeds are crushed. The oil is extracted dying to self. And when we love Jesus, we slowly die to ourselves. Fragrant oil. The fragrance means bringing forth this presence to the lives that we see around today. When we open a fragrant oil here, you know, everybody can smell that fragrance. Now bringing that fragrance to the lives, they have never tasted Lord Jesus. Fragrant oil. She was anointing his feet. Feet is always in the scripture, it's associated with the gospel, if you remember. Feet is always associated with the gospel. Scripture says how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news. How beautiful are the messenger's feet at the mountain who brings the gospel. Scripture talks about the, 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 the armor of God. It talks about shorting the feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Feet is always associated with the gospel. What she is doing there, she's just getting ready to serve God. You know, in love involves so many things in our lives. Giving the best to God, realizing our sinful nature, and realizing that we are unworthy in front of God, humbling ourselves, and loving God with the full of heart, fullness of heart, mind and soul, dying to self, self, and willing to serve. Willing to spread the gospel. Willing to serve God. She was showing all this expression of love there finally. Her love and her action could not forgive her sins. You know, today people misunderstand and they think that all that we need to do is just we need to love God. Our sins may be forgiven by doing all these things that we do ritually. No. Verse 50 says, Shall we read verse 50? Then he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Jesus did not say, Your love has forgiven all your sins. Because you love me, your sins are forgiven. No, Jesus did not say that. Jesus said very clearly, Your faith has saved you. You know, believing in Lord Jesus, that he is the Son of God, he is the Lamb of God, he came down to die for my sins, Gives forgiveness. You know, that makes a huge difference between that woman and Pharisee. Both of them loved God. But the Pharisee loved 
But she did not believe in Lord Jesus Christ. But this woman who loved him, and she also had faith in Lord Jesus because Jesus said that your faith has saved you. Your faith has saved in you. You know, today it is very important that we need to believe. People need to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the Messiah who came down to this world, gave his life for me. That faith has an ability to forgive our sins. Forgiveness was not obtained by loving Jesus. It was obtained by believing in Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe this evening, God is speaking to us. God wants us to know this is the heart of God. Because we read the heart of the mind of God as Jesus was sitting there and the way she was, he was dealing with that woman. We know the expectation of Lord Jesus, expectations of Lord Jesus Christ. And we know what brings forgiveness that for that woman on that day. And this evening, God wants us to love him. Shall we close our eyes? Thank you.